What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast. And if you are a Bible teacher, then the Master of Divinity is for you. You'll not only learn how to interpret scripture, but also train for real life ministry. And if you are called to the pastorate, an MDiv ensures you are fully prepared. Southwestern Seminary even offers a wide variety of concentrations tailored to fit your calling, from biblical counseling to collegiate ministry and everything in between. Learn about the Master of Divinity at Swibbits at swibbits.edu forward slash MDiv Kyle. Guess what? It is December 12th, man? and the Texas Rangers are still World Series champions. Hey. Yes, they are. Absolutely. They did miss out Absolutely. on the $2 million a year Shohei Otani deal. <laughs> Listen, I know this is not a baseball podcast, but if, if I had a baseball podcast, I have many thoughts about the way that is set up. And uh, it just, it, it, I mean, it's monopoly money at this point. We're not even I, talking about real, real numbers. I want to know, does, so does the 68 mil on the back half of the deal, is that going to count against their like their payroll? I, I, obviously, they're. I don't know. Out, but like, is that going to count against them in terms? I mean, I mean, I guess the assumption is that he's not going to still be with the team in ten years, and I, I don't know. I don't know how that like how that deferred money works. If that if that they have to pay like the the luxury tax and all that. Yeah. Now, Maybe as someone like, who we're going to cease to exist, they're banking on the rapture, baby. As, some, as as someone who's who's begun to believe more and more that taxation is theft, I appreciate the strategy behind that, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I'm sure, hey, I'm moving somewhere else the moment yes. we get there. But uh, we're not talking about that today. We are talking about, on average, pastors are planning four events or activities to help their churches celebrate Christmas this year. This is an article by Marissa Postel. Sullivan. Uh, she is my boss of sorts. She asked me to write. In fact, I'm writing one right now, and I should be doing that right this moment. But Kyle's like, hey, let's record <laughs> on Tuesday this week. Me, 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 me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> she digs into some stats from Lifeway Research, I believe. Let me see. Is it from Lifeway? Is it from Lifeway? Yes, it looks like it's from Lifeway. Yes, it's from Lifeway. So she digs into some of those kinds of stats and says that on average, pastors are planning for events or activities to help their churches celebrate Christmas this year. Now, it is December 12th, and <laughs> it is entirely too late for you to maybe say, you know what? That sounds like a good idea. I think I'm going to do a kid's musical too. Uh, <laughs> it might be a little late, uh, but bro, it's going to be bad anyway. Just do it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so <laughs> well, well and, and especially because when, by the time this goes live, it will be, in fact, December 15th. 15th. Matt. So, so, yeah. Yeah. so, yes, not we're not, we are not mean, advocating that you try to plan four Christmas events between now and December 25th in the last have, week of the season. I have a feeling that every listener to this podcast has four Christmas events this week. <laughs> like Most likely, yes. Sunday school parties and all of that sort of deal. But this is kind of talking about some of the, you know, the singing Christmas trees or the living nativities yeah. or the Christmas cantatas or kids musicals, all of that sort of deal. Uh, back at Mayhill, we usually had, you know, we did kind of the regular advent thing in the morning 
and uh, did regular worship, all of that kind of stuff. But we would have a uh, kids Christmas musical one of the Sunday nights of Christmas. And then uh, Christmas Eve, of course, we did the candlelight service and uh, pro tip there. Uh, make sure that your candle is properly extinguished before you put it into the basket or you, too, could burn down your church like Dr. Bart Barber did. Um, maybe not all the way to the ground, but <laughs> no. he did burn it pretty well. Uh, Kyle, oh, so what no. did Alan McGordo do? Um. Alan McGordo, our, our choir would always do a musical, typically uh, one of the Sunday mornings, um, week or two before Christmas. Um, we always did a candlelight service, um, typically not typically not on Christmas Eve, unless Christmas Eve was like Saturday night or something like that. Um, but usually the, the either the Sunday or the Wednesday before Christmas. Um, I'm trying to think. That's been a couple of years since I was there. I th those were kind of the big ones that we did. We did a choir musical. We did a uh, oh, and then we we did um, of course the um, Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes, um, which I guess that happens before Thanksgiving when you do those. And then we did Angel Tree, um, the uh, um, through Prison Fellowship Ministries provided uh, Christmas gifts for kids in. Um, in Alamogordo, who had one or both parents incarcerated. Okay. Uh, so first, Farmersville, we just had our Christmas musical. Our oldest daughter, eldest daughter, oldest daughter, whichever uh, um, oldest daughter, Either one. Yeah. The older one of the four. Uh, actually, that could also be the elder one of the four. Anyway, <laughs> she played the flute in the orchestra. Rebecca sang in the choir. And cool. then our other three girls sang in like a youth uh, song that was part of the program. And then I got to preach and all God's people said, amen, because I was only given 10 minutes. Amen. I pulled it off. Uh, in like Is, That may be the shortest message you have preached in decades. Matt. No, no, it's not. In fact, <laughs> I drew the short sermon straw at first Farmersville two years ago. And I had to do it then too. Oh, and okay. that's when I totally like uh, copyrighted infringement, uh, paraphrased, uh, plagiarized is the word. Plagiarized. That's the word. Your chapter on nyctophobia in our book, The People Walking in Darkness, to set it up and totally did not give you credit because you know what? It has my name on it too. Nobody knows who wrote it which does. chapter. So. Uh, anyway, people can't see this, but I look like Kenny from uh, South Park. Uh, I just realized that in my orange uh, hoodie. Am I supposed to even know who that is? Probably not. I, I don't know. Not, not if you love Jesus. No. I do love Jesus. No. Uh, anyway, I was allowed to watch South Park and Beavis and Butthead growing up because they were cartoons. And my mom thought that our car all cartoons were like kid friendly. <laughs> and so anyway, we're not talking about that. And we're going to stop that conversation real quick before I say anything else incriminating. Uh, but this is the Christmas season. We've got we've got Christmas pants. <laughs> we've got Christmas parties. We've got Sunday school parties. We've got staff parties. Yeah. We've got all of that sort of thing. This is the part of the year where you are fueled by a whole lot of coffee and eggnog and you get fat. Uh, but when it comes to our church's 
statistically, on average, pastors are planning at least four events or activities to help their churches celebrate Christmas this year. So right after I preached, I didn't say bye to anybody in the second service. Uh, We bolted and we headed to Prestonwood, uh, who is planning 115 Christmas events uh, and activities (laughs) for Christmas this year uh, to go to their gift of Christmas. And that is a Christmas musical real quick. If you're not familiar with it, you've probably seen the memes or the videos flowing around Christmas time on Twitter or X, uh, where they have flying drummers and stuff like that. A lot of people kind of gripe about it, but bro, I was there. And let me just tell you, uh, it's about an hour of pure fun and just like the Christmas fun stuff. Santa Claus, elves, the North Pole. Uh, and I think if I remember right, they lost power or something. And we're trying to come up with a new way to power the sleigh and all of that good stuff. And it was wonderful. And kids were on the edge of their absolute seats. And it was it was great. It was fun. There was laughter, all of that kind of stuff. It was really funny. And then it begins to transition into the second part of the service, which goes, and I'm talking literally from creation to return and everything in between. Wow. Creation the fall, all of the prophets, all of the sacrifices, all of that kind of stuff, and then Christ coming, and uh, and then all, all of that, going from the manger to the cross to the empty tomb, everything. It was amazingly done through kind of spoken word-ish, not like your typical, like, you know, with the beat and all of that kind of stuff, spoken word, but, but still a, a real poetic version of that. All that scarlet thread of redemption, as we might call it, uh, was absolutely wonderfully done. And then the kind of living nativity thing. Uh, And so the drummers become angels and they start flying up and down and it's super bright and loud and all of that kind of stuff. And it's absolutely amazing. And then the only gripe that I have, Pastor Graham, the only gripe that I have, and I know it's tradition and traditional or all of that kind of stuff, uh, but it's my gripe for everyone that's the wise men the, the wise men were there <laughs> i don't care i'm, I'm sure we're literally carried in on like you know with pomp and circumstance i don't care about that it's just uh you know that's my thing i like to move the wise men but i'm not gonna move full-grown men uh, <laughs> around or rush the stage and like hey, well I, yes but, yes i uh, i i applaud you for you know restraining yourself from Stopping the whole production and getting up on stage. Yeah, no, I didn't do that. And then uh, Jonathan Teague, in, in the service that we went to, uh, they rotate through their pastors. And the service that we went to, Jonathan Teague got up and uh, preached kind of a call to respond. And so, hey, you know, it's a mixed bag. Maybe not for everybody, but I'll, I'll tell you that I think I saw an update uh, over the weekend that they've already had 900 or more. Uh, salvations. And so that's not just people, you know, they're not counting flashlights. That's how you uh, acknowledge a a decision. They also have decision counselors and stuff like that. So that's people that they actually know that have made it at least in, in, you know, we can issue a thousand caveats there, but have, have walked through that process with the counselor, blah, 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 blah. Nearly a thousand people heard the gospel, well, well, responded to the gospel. Thousands of people heard the gospel, each and every one of their concerts, uh, performances and gospel presentations, whatever you want to, to call it. So you don't have to do that, but, and you don't have to do anything, 
you could be like Bart and pretend that Advent doesn't exist. But uh, on average, pastors are planning four events or activities to help the churches celebrate Christmas this year. So let's talk about that. What is at the top of the list, Kyle? What do you think it is? It is Christmas. Christmas Eve. Eve. Yep. Four out of five pastors, 81% are planning to offer such a service this year in addition to weekly services. I wonder... Well, well listen, Christmas Eve is Sunday this year, yeah. so I hope there's more than 80% of churches that are doing something. Yeah. Um, but so I, but think, I, th- I think that means like a special, an additional service. Yeah. So I think this is probably your your traditional, like your candlelight type thing, the yeah. Sunday night type Christmas Eve deal, uh, because hopefully 100% are planning something on Christmas Eve. Uh, but I will also add that I wonder if that number is lower, surely because... There's people that are essentially doing their Christmas Eve night type thing now in the morning, you know, something yeah. like that. But yeah. still, four out of five are doing that. And then uh, 66% are offering a Christmas service project that might be kind of similar to your Angel Tree thing or yeah. the Operation Christmas Child. Uh, 65% are having some kind of a Christmas event or party for children or youth. Then we start dipping down a little bit below the halfway mark and have half of pastors, 49%, plan to have some kind of a kid's musical or drama. Two and five plan on having a Christmas Day service. Uh, you know, shout out to them. Uh, Monday morning, big, big, big dog. Good job. <laughs> you you guys, I'm proud of you. Uh, let's see, 39% Christmas concert, 38 Christmas musical or drama. One in 10 are going to have a live nativity. nativity, yeah. uh, And then 10% are planning something else, uh, which could be anything. Uh, but few say they do not plan to have any additional events beyond weekly worship services, 2% or 1% or aren't sure. So we found the 2% of the RPW folks among us. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Let's dig into that a little bit. Uh, so they've they've noted... Uh, that over the recent years, some have trimmed the number of programs they have during the the week, but Christmas celebrations still fill the calendar for the typical church. Why do you think that might be? What's your hypothesis? There? I, I I think just as busyness has happened um, in life in general, that that that's probably creeped in a little bit. Um, yeah, but that that's the only that, that that's really the only insight I, I can I can think. Um, you know, not wanting to add something else. To the to everybody's calendar, yeah. I think it. There's probably a level of expectation. You know, there's yeah. the stuff during the year. Maybe you're not as thinking through it, and church kind of is not on the high priority yeah. list for a number of folks. <clears throat> but but when it comes to Christmas time, you've got family in town, all of that sort of deal. Yeah, you like and, taking and the that, pictures around the poinsettias and all of that good stuff. Yeah, and I think a lot of churches will, would ask, you know, through the years. Um, maybe, maybe as numbers have, have dwindled a little bit, um, started asking, you know, what, what are like the, the, the two or three things that we can do well, uh, rather than doing a whole bunch of stuff and, and, and not pulling any of it off very well. What, what are the, what are the two or three things that, that we can really do well and be quality and make sure that we're pouring time and energy and resources into, I, I tell you the one that surprised me, um, the most, I think is that. Uh, 49% only, so just under half said that they were doing a children's 
a Christmas children's musical or drama. Um, I, I would love to see this compared with, say, 25 years ago and see yeah. where that where that number was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because that when I was growing up as a kid, that that was something we did every year. And then when I got into youth, we we even did like a youth Christmas musical um, a couple of years. And so, I mean, that was just a staple. Like you knew there was going to be a children's uh, musical. In fact, our church at Highland uh, here in Lubbock, we we're doing this for the first time in several years next Sunday night or this Sunday night, 17th. Nice. Children's musical. It's going to be fun. Well, that's kind of the pastor's side. Uh, they plan it. Uh, do the people like it? Uh, you know, don't do it. Find out. Uh, but <laughs> most say that they greatly enjoy listening to a choir singing Christmas songs or a concert. Sixty. That's good. Percent. Uh, we, we had a concert Sunday night. Yeah. Here so fifty nine, just under that, enjoy greatly enjoy listening to congregational singing of Christmas songs. Uh, you know that they could enjoy be listening. No, they should enjoy singing. Oh, that's the next one. Okay. I see. Yeah. I see. It, I was going to say, you know, maybe that is lower because, uh, the people around them can't sing. Uh, so we don't really <laughs> like to listen to, you know, Bart when you're, yeah. he's trying to do the harmony and whatever song it is right next to you. Kyle? Here's an interesting stat on this. They hear this. The oldest churchgoers are the most likely and the youngest churchgoers are the least likely to say they enjoy listening to congregational Christmas singing. So the oldest was at 71%. The youngest, it was at 38%. I just, I, I don't know why I found that fascinating. That's where um, I want to say, okay, boomer. <laughs> uh, let's see, 57% enjoy participating in singing Good. Christmas songs. So, as you know, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud, loud for all to hear. All to hear. And uh, that might be reflected in the fact that dudes don't like to sing. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, 57% say uh, they like seeing children singing or in a drama for Christmas. I want to make so much fun of that. Uh, and then 50% <laughs> say they uh, enjoy participating in a Christmas service project. I'm sorry that we asked you to serve others during this holiday season. <laughs> Heaven forbid. Uh, let's see, two and yeah. five say they greatly enjoy seeing a live nativity. Bro, I'm on the edge of my seat waiting for that donkey. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> participating in Christmas <laughs> parties among church members, uh, 38%. Uh, 35% say they enjoy lighting Advent candles. That, that one surprised me. But then, but then it occurred to me, especially for parents of younger kids, um, that is not an enjoyable five minutes when as you're singing silent night and you know you're watching your five-year-old with a lit candle and thinking dear lord please I do wanna, not let him burn the church down i want to clarify this is advent candles so that's not necessarily the christmas oh oh advent can okay 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 so this yeah, is yeah, like yeah. the advent wreath type thing and so, so, so this is 30, okay of bart reigns supreme and he's like we're candles. not catholic we don't do that here um, or so that whatever. says enjoy lighting Advent candles, and that's probably because uh, what's that? Thirty five percent. That's probably because um, sixty five percent of people um, are absolutely terrified to stand up in front of the church to light the Advent candle. There's that, and then there are three percent of our churches that are Grinches. Uh, they don't bring <laughs> none of these. Any we of don't it. like any of it. <laughs> yeah, we hate it all. And I think all of us as pastors are like, "How is that not thirteen or something?" Well, um, may may their may their Christmas playlist be filled with wham. Uh huh. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. So any any other thoughts? Which churches are planning planning what? The pastors of smaller churches, those with fewer than 50 in attendance, and then the spirit of Mark Clifton would say, normative, 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 normative. are least yep. likely to say they are offering a Christmas concert. I wonder why. Because in order to do it, you would basically flip the sanctuary around <laughs> and uh, let the congregation be the artist. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, 28, music or drama, musical or drama, 31%, little higher, children's musical or drama. Uh, but they still have their Christmas events or parties for youth or children and some kind of a Christmas service uh, project. Uh, let's see. Pastors of the oldest churches. Those that started prior to Bart being born in 1900 are uh, more likely than newer churches, those started between 2000 and 2023, to have really any of this stuff. Um, yeah. Any others? The oldest pastors, here we go, the older pastors, Bart or over 65 or older, are least <laughs> likely are the least likely to say their church is planning a Christmas event party for children or youth or a Christmas Eve service. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. 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 Um, let's. You want to dig into denominationally? No, that's that's uh, well. I, I mean, it, all the wrong denominations. Um, let's yeah. see. Uh, the wrong Methodists are uh, most likely to say they're planning a Christmas concert. The wrong Lutherans are most likely to say they will offer a children's musical. Uh, and a Christmas and Day service. Th that's that's fascinating to me. Of, of Lutheran pastors, seventy one percent said they're doing a Christmas Day service. So apparently, that's a thing. Um, it's probably in their yeah. liturgical calendar or something. And I'm then whatever the Restorationist movement is, they are the least likely to offer a Christmas <laughs> Eve service. They ain't restoring that. Uh, let's see. Um, churchgoer enjoyment. Females like all of this more than guys. Surprise. Um, it seems like. Uh, anything else? You you digged into the age thing. Yeah. I think that's kind of yeah. That just, that, that, that just fascinated me that the older the oldest generations um, like say so they enjoy listening to congregational Christmas singing. The younger ones don't. Um, and again that. That says listening, right? So that doesn't mean singing. I don't know. That's, that's just that was really weird. interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, so, well, what, listen, here's the point. Favorite? Whatever whatever you're doing, um, do it well. Yeah, do do whatever you can. Do it well. Um, don't overextend yourself too much and, and your people. I mean, this is a busy time of year for everybody. Um, so don't go overboard is what I would say. Um, but But look, remember that you're going to have people probably who wander into your church this time of year who probably won't show up any time throughout the rest of the year. Don't make fun of them when they show up on Christmas Eve and say, Hey, yo, it's good to see some of you. We haven't seen you since Easter. Don't, don't do that. Um, welcome them. Um, sing Christmas carols, preach the gospel, uh, d do it well, but, but don't think you have to go overboard. It's okay to be simple. Um, and celebrate the Christmas season, man. Make it a lot of fun. My my final word is for the, this isn't in the research, by the way. I'm just making this up. The 1% out there that like the singing Christmas tree, you do you. Enjoy it <laughs> to the fullest and have a Merry Christmas. And uh, Kyle, my final question for you is out of all of this stuff, like not, not the your family things, all of that. But uh, when it comes to church, 
what is your favorite aspect of Christmas? Parties, oh, when whatever. it comes to church, the, yeah. the candlelight service. Okay. Which uh, this year, our, and again, the, our, the church that we're at in, in Lubbock right now, we don't typically do it, it on Christmas Eve. We are this year because it's Sunday night. So, yeah, um, yeah that's that's my favorite, my favorite service of the year. That's probably my favorite, too. We wear pajamas to it. They get pajamas uh, oh, before nice. we go, and then we come home and we do the family gifts at night, uh, Christmas Eve, and then Santa comes uh, for Christmas Day. Yeah. So, so this year on Christmas Day, uh, we're going to be with Michelle's family on Christmas Day, and I have ordered a, uh, it's an ugly sweater murder mystery game. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to put that on 0.5% of people enjoy that. Uh, Kyle and everybody listening, have a merry, merry Christmas. And may your coffee be as black as night and as bold as your eggnog. What's wrong with you people?